To moolah or not to moolah? Here comes the money. Drive right by handle, flip him the bird, and then keep going. KFI AM 640. It's the Bill Handel Show. Bill off today giving the keynote address at the San Bernardino Sheriff's Conference. But we, of course, have Guy Adami for Moolah Monday. Good morning, sir. How are you? San Bernardino Sheriff's Conference. That's a thing. It's a big thing. Many, many booths from exhibitors with uh, law enforcement related products and services. And Handel's giving and Handel's giving the keynote. Yes. Outstanding. That that is outstanding. Sorry, I just you know I, I need to be educated on these things. Anyway, let's start with this. Uh, one of the headlines today, financially speaking, is that U.S. equity index futures rose. Mm-hmm. What are those? What are those? Well, it's the, it's the futures. In other words, before the market opens, it's the bets that people are making as to where the market will open at the bell at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. And the markets were indicated higher, and they've traded higher since Dow, I think, is up 200 points or so. The reason why you bring this up, I think, is because obviously on Friday evening, uh, the president, along with France and England, decided to send some missiles to Syria uh, to send a message. Regardless of whether you think about that, I mean, that's what happened. And I think people were concerned that if that did happen this weekend, the market would open lower. In fact, it was the opposite. I think the reason why is because there seems to be – no retali- retaliation from the Syrians or from the Soviet, or the Soviet Union, excuse me, the Russians. And I think also because it seemed to be a one-off thing, except, you know, according to uh, Defense Secretary Mattis. So I think that sort of calmed the markets, and I think that's why you're seeing it higher today. Right. Now, let's say that the market was a person. Mm-hmm. And we send missiles into Syria. What specifically is that person thinking about in terms of how it's going to affect the market? Well, I think that person is thinking about uh, what, again, what is there going to be? Are there going to be retaliations? Is is somebody going to escalate? Will there be a mishap uh, with one of our planes? Will one of our planes get shot down? Uh, Will things escalate to a point where it becomes... Uh, you know, out of everybody's control. And I think that's what the market is concerned about. So the fact that I think it was a one-off thing that had a tremendously calming influence on the person and the person, as to your point, is the market. Is it just a general um, distaste for chaos or is there something specific about this situation? Let's say the strike had been more robust or there had been retaliation or there had been an accident that you spoke of. It is, does it have a specific implication for some sector of the market, or is it just that's closer to chaos and the market doesn't like it? I think the implication for the market is it would raise volatility. In heightened volatility, you typically see markets go down. Um, I don't think specifically any sector would be affected in so much as the broader market would probably trade lower with fears that escalate. Anytime anything escalates, it's never necessarily, in my opinion, a good thing. So the fact that for now at least, uh, cooler heads have prevailed, is a market is a good thing, and it dampens volatility. But again, we're in the early innings of a lot of things, and what the market is probably not looking at is, you know, this Miss Daniels is going to be in court today with Mr. Cohen. I mean, there are a lot of things happening outside the purview of just geopolitical events. There are a lot of things happening uh, right in front of our eyes that the market just right now at least seems to discount tremendously. 
uh, would it be fair or not to say that in this sense the market is like a busybody, snoopy neighbor who gets involved in things that really are none of its business because they don't actually affect any of the industries in the market? Yeah, I think one of the great Snoopy neighbors uh, was Mrs. Kravitz across the street from, if you recall, uh, Bewitched. Do you remember that? Yes, absolutely. Mrs. Kravitz was the Snoopy, always peering in and always sort of, you know, she always thought she had the answers, but she never did. And I think to your point, that's what's going on with some of these market pundits. You know, we, we, and I say we because I do it for a living, you know, we think we have the answers. Quite frankly, we don't, and we're always looking for the next conspiracy theory or the next exogenous event that's going to knock things down, when quite frankly, I think we try to make it more difficult than it should be, i.e., the nosy neighbor Mrs. Kravitz across the street. By the way, Elizabeth Montgomery was a beautiful woman, but I digress. Yes, uh, you do. <laughs> now! As, as I'm prone to do. I mean, I, I love that show, and of course, you know, Dick Sargent and Dick York were both uh, Dagwood not Dagwood, but you know. Derwood? <laughs> Darren? So, yeah. yeah uh, all right. Sorry about that. That's okay. Darren uh, was his name, but Agnes Moorhead, the mother, always called him the wrong name. Sorry. Now I'm really off the rails. That's okay. We'll get right back on with this. Get uh, back on. Everybody's watching this Supreme Court case about online sales tax. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. Do you have any prognostications about how the court might rule? I think, well, no, but I will say this. I think it's just a matter of time before you do see online sales. And I think you do see it, if I'm not mistaken, you probably know better than I do, but I do think some states actually have that, and I think it's going to be a national thing. So I'd be very – any time that there's an opportunity to increase uh, the coffers of government, I think you'll find a way to get that in. So – I think it's just a matter of time before you do see online sales tax. Now, the pushback will be, well, that's the reason why people shop online, and I get it. But I think, like many things, it's just a matter of time. Not unlike, by the way, what we're seeing with the legalization of marijuana. I think for a lot of reasons, that's being done to increase tax revenues. And I think you're going to see it here with uh, online sales tax as well. That's just my guess. Now, if people speaking on behalf of smaller online retailers say this could really put them out of business because of the complexity of having to figure out each state's sales tax structure and then comply with those with those new requirements. Do you think that's a legitimate concern? Totally legit. Regu- increased regulation hurts the little guy more than it hurts the big guy because the big guys and gals are better suited to taking on in terms of um, their ability to to pay for it, number one, and their ability to understand it and deal with it on a, on, a, on a compliance level. So, you know, a lot of times regulation is put in place to help the little guy, but in fact, most of the time, increased regulation hurts the little guy, but that's an entirely different uh, set of, you know, different conversation. All right. Hey, thank you so much. It was good talking to you. I enjoyed this. I'm and sorry, uh, I, I know you'll be on with Jen. You're going to be on with Jen during the week, right, on Wake Up Call? Jen and I are actually going to sing a song tomorrow. In Seriously. Case you care. Oh, yeah, we, it's a duet? We, yeah, yes. We, we wrote a song. Jen wrote the music. I wrote the lyrics. Yep. Like sort of McCart- Lennon and McCartney type thing. <laughs> and it's going to be played live tomorrow on JJ's show. Oh, I'll be here at 5 a.m. for that. To, yeah. yeah. All right, sir. Tune in. Another arrow in your quiver. We'll talk to you again soon on this show as well. Later. Take it easy, guy. There he goes. Guy Adami.